This is Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author, and your host on A Jolt of Joy right here on the Charisma Podcast Network. Now, what should you say at the very worst moment in life? What words come out of your mouth when you're crushed with grief, when you're in agonizing human pain, and when you simply don't know if you can live another day? Well, today's podcast is going to help you answer that question in a powerful, life-changing, and practical way. We're studying a woman in the Bible whose only son died unexpectedly. Her response, well, it may surprise you, and I certainly hope that it changes you. Our current Bible study is entitled, Real Life. studying the real-life story in the Bible about a great woman who was also a barren woman. Life had passed her by, and she had been unable to conceive and to bear a child. But in the midst of her pain, she had continued to serve a man of God. She made room for Elisha in her life. She built him a room there in her home. She fed him meals whenever he was in town. And Elisha and his servant Gehazi noticed that this woman had no children. So Elisha said, you're going to have a baby next year. And she said, Elisha, don't taunt me. Don't tease me. Don't tell me something if it's not really going to happen. And Second Kings chapter 4, verse 17 says, the woman conceived and bore a son at that season the next year as Elisha had said to her. You know, when you make room for the Lord in your life, when you give what you have to give, when you listen to the promises, I can tell you this, your miracle is on its way. You know, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 17 is just so factual. It tells us the facts. She conceived, she bore a son at the season next year, just as Elisha has said. But don't miss the joy between the lines. This woman who had given to God, who had served people for years and years and years, held a baby boy in her arms in the latter years of her life. Only God could have done that. You know, I don't wonder if she worshipped at this moment. I know that she worshipped. In the Jewish culture, there was nothing better than a little boy. It was the sign of God's blessing. And the years passed quickly, as it always does when you're raising a child. Years of little boy pranks and childish games and tucking him in at night had melted into the days of young adulthood. Second Kings 4, verses 18 and 19. And when the child was grown, the day came that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. And he said to his servant, carry him to his mother. You know, this young man's father knew where he needed to be. He needed to be with his mom, his mother, who was the nurturer, the one who made everyone's life just a little bit better, just a little bit easier. They took the young man to the arms of his mother. Verse 20, when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her lap until noon 
and then he died. So her son was in her arms when he died. This woman's real life issue was a tragedy. Her deeply desired, well-loved son was dead. You know, I hope that none of you listening ever experienced this real life issue of losing a child. I've heard that there's nothing worse than this. But no matter what tragic life experience you have known, we can learn from the life story of this woman. 2 Kings 4, verse 21. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Now, why did this grieving mother lay her dead son on the bed of the man of God? I believe that she took him where the power was. She took him where the man of God had heard God's voice. If there was any possibility of turning this situation around, it was going to come because God was still speaking and because God was still performing miracles. You know, I have never had a grown child die. I can't imagine the pain. I don't believe that anything would be as painful as having a child die whom you have nurtured and loved for years, with whom your heart has bonded. What would this woman do next? 2 Kings 4, 22 and 23. And she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and return. And her husband said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It will be well. Do you see what comes out of her mouth at the most devastating moment of her life? It will be well. What has come out of your mouth at your most devastating moment. I've made a multiple choice list of things that any of us could say at the most tragic moment of our lives. God, where are you? How about this one? How dare you take my son away? Some of you might have said, my life is over. Others repeat, God, don't you care about me? Some of us have said all of the above. But the correct answer is to say none of the above. The correct answer is to say what this great woman said. She said, it will be well. Did you know that's my new favorite phrase? What do you think about politics? It will be well. How are you coping with the empty nest, Carol? It will be well. How are you sleeping at night? It will be well. Carol, do you have anything you need? It will be well. The reason this woman was great was because she was a woman of defiant faith, even during a real-life tragedy. She knew the power of God, and she knew that regardless of what happened, it will be well. My friend, get your tongue in alignment with the power and with the promises of God. Do not allow your tongue to be propelled by your lying and deceitful emotions. It will be well. 2 Kings 4, 24. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slow down the pace for me unless I tell you. So what did this woman do at this real life moment? She pursued God relentlessly. Great men and great women know where to find the power of God and nothing 
absolutely nothing gets in their way. My friend, don't slow down. Keep pursuing God even at the worst moment of your life. Keep pursuing God, especially at the very worst moment of your life. It's what all great people do. Do not make the mistake of building a wall between you and God during days of trauma and tragedy. Take the wall down and pursue God. And while you're on your way to get in his presence, declare it will be well the entire way there. Second Kings chapter 4 verses 25 and 26. So she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel. And when the man of God saw her at a distance, he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, there is the Shunammite. Please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. This is an extraordinary answer, my friend. The man of God showed concern for this woman who had been so kind to him. He specifically asked about her child and she said, it is well. What? Her faith is mountainous. Her faith is galactic. Her faith is bursting forth inside of her. When her husband asked her, she said, it will be well. It was in the future tense. I am not worried. When in the presence of Elisha, the man of God, the place of the power, she said, it is well. I am here now. I am where the power of God will be manifest. Now it's not just a future belief, but it is a present reality. Second Kings 4, 27 and 28. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught hold of his feet and Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is troubled within her. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. And she said, did I ask for a son from my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Verse 29, and Elisha said to Gehazi, gird up your loins and take my staff in your hand and go your way. If you meet any man, do not salute him. And if anyone salutes you, do not answer him and lay my staff on the lad's face. And the mother of the lad said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. And he arose and followed her. So the mother refused to leave her direct link to God. No matter what happened, no matter what the end result would be, she refused to leave the place of power. Verse 31, then Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff on the lad's face, but there was no sound or response. So he returned to meet them and told them, the lad is not awakened. And when Elijah came to the house, he behold, the lad was dead and laid on his bed. So he entered and shut the door behind them both and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself on him and the flesh of the child became warm. Elisha gave everything he had to this boy. Elisha was willing his life, his anointing, his God into this boy's body. The coldness left the boy's body. No longer were his lips blue. He was warming up. The posture of the cross was laying across this dead 
boy, my friend, the posture of the cross is over your dead places as well. Jesus has come to breathe life back into you. 2 Kings 4, verse 35. And then he returned and walked in the house once back and forth and went up and stretched himself on him. And the lad sneezed seven times and the lad opened his eyes. You know, as Elisha was walking, he was praying. He was crying out to God for a miracle on behalf of this faithful woman. It was a miraculous moment and her boy opened his eyes. He called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite. So he called her. And when she came into him, he said, take up your son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground. And she took up her son and went out. First she worshiped and then she wrapped her arms around her boy. This woman had her priorities straight. Worship first, family second. God first, blessing second. That's real life, my friend. Next time you're dealing with a tragedy, declare, it will be well. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.